What the fuck is up, crackheads? Welcome back to Hatsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 50, the big 5-0. And it is also, if you're listening to this on April 9th, our one-year podcast anniversary. Because the first episode went up on April 9th of 2020 it was a thursday um and uh that's when we used to upload our shows now we upload our shows on friday because we get better traffic but i'm your host sam kingma and joining me as my best friend and co-host as always miles J. miles did you think we'd make it this far i gotta be completely honest with you sam i didn't think we'd make it past episode 11 same same i thought i thought one of us would get bored of editing we start making some fucking excuses and be like, no. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what saved us. I'll tell you what saved the show, Sam. Okay. Yeah. Because I genuinely believe this is the moment when we were like, oh, we're in it. Because fucking episode ten, we talk about it all the fucking time, and we never won't because it's the best thing we've ever fucking put together. The nine. Justin gets AIDS. Nine. I'm pretty sure it's episode nine. No, it's episode ten, isn't it? Hold on, let me go back. You, you, oh, you know what? It's episode nine. However. If you look at the list, you c- counted cut content volume one. I did, I did. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, which came well, out yeah, episode so seven. I just, Never I, did another one of those, by the way. <laughs> yeah, cut content volume one. Yeah, that uh, volume one implies that there would be uh, more than one. <laughs> well, I, I will just say this much, Sam. I will say this much. Um, I, think, I think the reason we don't do cut content anymore is because we're lazy. But we don't have to cut content because the show's good half the time. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. Well, we've also gotten better about just like recording as much as we need to and not speaking for three fucking hours. That's true. That's true. We have a lot less episodes where we have to cut out entire conversations from just huge swaths of, of conversation. But uh, you know what? That's that's enough. Uh, that's enough of the sausage factory being made, or whatever the expression is. <laughs> that's that's enough of the hot dogs being being churned out. That's enough of the Steven Universe message. Chili dogs, Ch- chili dogs. Oh, that's that's a good question. What what is the best prom- uh, PR for hot dogs in fiction? Baseball. Ooh, okay. That's but I said in fiction specifically. Ooh, oh shit. Okay, because I got I got to give it to Steven Universe. I got to give it to Steven Universe. Yeah, if every pork chop were perfect, we would not have hot dogs. Yeah, it's like damn, dude. Hot dogs are an inspirational work of art, dude. They're hot. I, for a second, you're about to say hot dogs are an institution, which is not to say is incorrect. No, it's kind of true. Hot dogs are an institution. Now, now I gotta be honest. Not a big hot dog guy. I'm, I'm really? I've been a really? I've been a bur I've been a burger burger boy since high school. I didn't like burgers until I was like in my early teens. Um and then I'm like, nah, fucking I I fucking love great burgers. But like I understand the appeal of a hot dog. And here's the deal, I just haven't sat down and given a hot dog an honest try. And I'm hoping that I can go to a real baseball game and get a motherfucking Chicago-style hot dog and, and really see what all the fucking fuss is about. Well, that that's the big thing, is that if you ever have to choose between a burger and a hot dog, you're always going to choose a burger. 
Yeah. Uh, the only time you have a hot dog really is at like a barbecue or a cookout, or if you're me and there are days when I am too lazy to cook. Yeah. And so I'll just make a fucking hot dog on the stove. I'll literally I'll, I'll put some water in a pan. I'll put a hot dog on the stove, and I'll sit there and I'll go. Well, if there were aliens or like security cameras in my apartment that were watching me, they would think I'm like the saddest motherfucker on the planet. They would be like, "Wow, what is this guy? What is this guy? Fucking poor? What is he? A that- Twitter artist?" Cooking a hot dog on the stove sounds so fucking miserable. Like it's like a you just you put it in a pan. You put water in a pan. You put the oh, hot dog. Oh no, in a pan. I I know I know how to do this because oh okay fun okay fun story since we're since we're here and talking about hot dogs and talking about terrible baseball food. So my fur very first job in high school. Um, I know we we never talk about fucking employment on this show, but my very first job because we're in unemployed. High school, yes, exactly. Um, was at a at the local park district concession stand, which was this little fucking shack that was only open every so often for when there were like football games or any kind of park district events happening. Um, it would be open. So I didn't get a lot of hours, which is why I ended up leaving. But I worked there for about little over like a year. Um, little over, little under a year, something like that. Dude, the food we would cook was so fucking disgusting that like I, I remember being at like school one day a few months into working there, and I thought about the hot dogs, and I almost fucking puked. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I, I, and I'm not in, I don't get nauseous. I Like, very few times in my life have I ever gotten nauseous at the thought of something. Watching one of the trailers from MKX, almost fucking, I almost threw up at, um, just because I was so caught off guard for some fucking reason. And, and this thought of this terrible concession stand burger that would just be disgusting. That you would lay on this, this fake ass grill that would just auto roll them up and down getting them like to a a temperature hot enough that people would consider edible and they're they're disgusting and then we would sell these hot pretzels and these were the real bastards miles and i have photos of these i have fucking photos of these that i can find for you of i took one out of the packaging and half of the, and this was the, one of those big Auntie Anne style soft pretzels. You know the ones I'm talking about, right? Yeah, of course. I love the those. complete left side was all christened in this white and green mold. Like it was disgusting. And uh, yeah, never wanted to eat one of those things ever fucking again. Uh, so needless to say, if you if you if you want to continue enjoying food out there, if you don't want to be a food hater like me, uh, don't work with food, um, or become a delivery driver where you don't have to touch it. At least the only thing you're touching is boxes of already done shit. Food's disgusting. That is the biggest hot take I think I've ever heard in my life. Meanwhile, this motherfucker over here is like, dude, I fucking love burgers. Burgers, love dude. me. A I do burger. love a burger. You're gonna you're gonna flip on the burgers. You're gonna tell me that that shit's disgusting, man. You're an a- you're a monster. You're an animal. But like the burgers were cooked on a real fucking grill, at least. I mean, yeah, the patties were disgusting. But like, it was also a concession stand. I know, I know, the, the, it's just getting better out there. But just like, 
ah, fuck, man. Cooking a hot dog in a fucking pan? <laughs> it's it's what you do when you're poor or depressed or lazy. Or all three, ideally. Ideally, you're poor because you're lazy, which makes you depressed. Ideally, that's the ideal... That's the ideal storm for the hot dog stove chef. Yes. Now, it, it's like it's, that great H3H3 video from the era in which I wasn't ashamed of him. <laughs> where where he, he talks about the the guy who cooks in the microwave with, like, ketchup. Oh. <laughs> the most depressing cooking video ever. Oh, yeah, I remember this video. You sent me the Vape Nation video a few days I ago. I did. I got nostalgic the other day. There's a couple of YouTube channels. I'm, I'm on a bit of a nostalgia Ben because I went back and I watched some fucking JonTron, too. I watched some oh, old JonTron videos. Beautiful. Which ones uh, did you watch by chance? Uh, Goosebumps, which is my favorite. Always been my favorite. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, and Plug and Play Games. Oh, and California Games. Dude, let me tell you something. JonTron actually... I think JonTron taught me how to deliver a line. And, like... Yeah. It's like he—he's just a master. He, him and Mike Stuckloss are like the masters of just like whatever the fuck they say. It's gonna be funny because they just say it in this way that is always amusing. Yeah, that's literally been my like th- that's been my whole tentpole of humor. Nothing I say is fucking funny or remotely intelligent, but how I say it is hysterical every time. Yeah, no. Sam was Sam was a uh, Sam was a King Kong guy in the King Kong versus Godzilla debate because it didn't require him to have any intellect to say he. Yeah, monkey. I was a monkey. I was a monkey. Yeah. No, I, I always love the the fucking Godzilla versus King Kong arguments where like. Godzilla By the way, movie people, sucks. Movie was yeah. I'm not terrible. surprised. I'm not surprised. But like, when whenever people are are like, well, in this film we see Godzilla has this ability, and so if they bring that back, we know that he can do this. And also we see him do this in Godzilla, you know, in Shin Godzilla, which means that he has the ability to, to lift this much weight. And King Kong, you know, based on the amount of uh, the amount of uh, this comparison shot between him and Brie Larson, we can assume that he is this big, and he's also this thick, which means that he, we can assume he's this pounds, which means that Godzilla can suplex him. And then the King Kong guys be like, monkey. Basically, basically, he, he, he monkey, he big. Spoilers for Godzilla versus Kong. So, like, okay, real quick, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm still pissed Sam, about I'm, this. You can... I'm, no, I'm going to stop you right there, Sam. I'm going to stop you right there because I don't give a shit what, what the spoilers are. I'm going to tell you what the spoilers are right now, Sam. Neither of them win. There is a third monster that comes in that they have to team up to fight, and then they amicably go their separate ways. What if I told you only two-thirds of that was right? I'm Okay, which which parts? So so Mechagodzilla does come in as the big bad guy. Mechagodzilla, by the way, fucking awesome in this movie. He's only on screen for like 10 minutes, but he's fucking incredible. He looks great. But Mechagodzilla, but the, my problem with the fight is King Kong and Godzilla fight twice. And Godzilla kicks the shit out of King Kong twice. And it's no contest. Mechagodzilla then automatically comes in and jobs the fuck out of Godzilla. And then King Kong comes in and manages to beat Mechagodzilla. And then they and then they bail, and it's like what? So, so you don't even get to see them fucking actually team up and fight Mechagodzilla. No, King Kong just fights Mechagodzilla. That's bizarre. That's weird. Because that's my problem with all these versus movies. Whenever people are like, "Who's gonna win?" I'm like, "Neither." A third bad guy is gonna show up and they're gonna team up. It's like that's why I don't care about Batman v Superman, fucking fucking Dawn of the Snyder Cut. Because that's the only fucking worth that film had was it got us to the Snyder Cut, an actual good movie, and then like. 
I don't care about Alien versus Predator, Freddy versus Jason, I don't care about any of that. Because these fucking Hollywood cowards are not actually gonna fucking kill these people off. And you know what? It's the right call because then you have fucking Death Battle. And Death Battle's fucking stupid. Death Battle's held by like two college students who are like, Oh, fucking, oh, what come a Pinkie on, Pie oh, come fucking on, dude. Deadpool. Dude, Death Battle was fucking fun as hell back in the day. Death Battle was fun as hell until they started doing this exact same shit where they started copping the fuck out on us and not doing their fucking research. Uh, Oh, yeah, no, ever since fucking Goku v Superman, uh, shit has not been the same. That's a good-ass video, too. Ending just sucks. Well, like, for example, I always thought, because, look, look, you know, between FF7 and Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, bam, better than Final Fantasy VII. That's where I've always kind of sat. But, like... I don't think Link could beat Cloud, especially in in a FF7 remake world where Cloud can cut through a building. Like, we don't see Link do anything remotely that interesting. We never see that. Clearly, Cloud has, like, the most incredible force strength of any man living. Yeah. And and he still beats him because apparently they gave him the, uh, the, uh, the golden gauntlets. By the way, the golden gauntlets are fucking dope. You use them once, but it's dope. Now... With, with death battle, because, like, I, I, I'm I only remembering, like, a couple of death battles that I, I remember. I remember Batman v. Spider-Man, that's pretty fucking epic. J- just the, I just remember being blown away by the uh, the, the Flash. The work. animated. Yeah, the animation's yeah. always awesome. Yeah. That shit's good. Especially when they started making fucking, like, when they got, like, more and more popular and the show just got better, more, higher, higher budget. And the... Uh, animations became just way more involved no like that shit's uh that, that's a good show I'm, I'm with you though i fucking hate cop-outs i hate fucking versus cop-outs Th- that's why I, I whenever i see a versus movie i'm like i don't fucking care they're gonna a third bad guy is gonna show up they're gonna team up and then they're gonna amicably go their separate ways it happens in every fucking versus movie when we eventually have when when we eventually have miles v sam dawn of <laughs> dawn of shima pan we're gonna fucking we're gonna we're gonna fight each other, all right? It's gonna be it's gonna be us. Okay, well let's get into this, Sam. Let's get into this. Sam v. Miles, Dawn of the Disc. That, that's called Dawn of the Discord. <laughs> Dawn of the Discourse. There we go. Yeah, Miles v. Sam, Dawn of the Discourse. And then so we we gotta decide where we're gonna fight and who is going to be the third wheel that ruins the fight. Tom. <laughs> Tom. Yeah. Second look comes in. Goes. Um. Actually. Uh, Joe fucking waves his masters at us. Like, yeah, jo- yeah. Joe's Joe's cafe comes back. We bring back all the season one characters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We get we get crit points back. We get Joe back. We get Tom back. Yeah, yeah. We get the whole all, the all season one characters. Man, it's not many guests in fifty bucket episodes. Shit. Well, we decided like after the crit points episode, which was a good episode, but yeah. we decided like it's like eh, that's not really what the show is all about. Like, we want someone who kind of. We we don't want to do interviews. Like interviews are fun, but we we kind of want to have a more fun booling episode. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Because like I think if like we're we're to have people on now, I just want to just talk to them about the shit we always talk about. But like also someone else is here. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, we get we, it'll it'll be a whole team up. You know what? Let's get fucking let's get fucking unbound soul in there. <laughs> They've earned oh, it. Okay, great. Yeah, sure. Let's get them in here. They they earned it. I love it. The amount of with the amount of engagement, yeah, and so like, you know, it's it's dawn dawn of the discourse, but yeah, so so what's what what's the fight over in this in this world? What's the is this fight is this over? like a are we splitting up story or is it have we not met? Is this like a reboot? Oh no, this is a this is a this is ooh 
Ooh, this is a split up story. I think this, this is, is a split up. up story. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if we we could do like a uh, um a the gang gets back together story a la Dawn of Justice. Um, if we wanted to follow that movie beat for beat, but uh, that movie we has don't. problems. We don't. That movie has some structural issues. Also, it sucks. Yeah, we'll do a split up movie. We'll do one of those movies where the where the band gets really popular, but then one of the guys is like, "Fuck this, I'm going solo," and then quits the band, and then and then shit sucks, and they get back together at the end because they realize. But it's it not. It's dawn of the discourse. It's not a discourse, which means there needs to be some discourse that we're fighting over. Yeah. It needs to be something something that we're fighting over. I have an idea, okay? I have an idea. Okay. Okay. We're going to do the Civil War route, right? Okay. We're going to do the Civil War route where I, I I meet a young, beautiful woman, but I realize that she is a Twitter artist. It's a furry. No, she's a Twitter artist. <laughs> she could be a furry Twitter artist. Yeah, okay. That, okay, right, there yeah. we go. And then I'm yeah, like, Miles, go, this is a fur- Miles, the furries are unacceptable. You cannot, you cannot do this. And then we fight. Yeah, but I'm 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 like here to like protect this girl, right? It's so yeah. it's like it's like a Leon the professional kind of thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I mean I don't want to I don't want to be like I don't want to make myself the hero of the story per se. Well, because that's the point is I'm essentially it's like it's like in Civil War where he, where Bucky is a fugitive, he's a fucking criminal. Yeah, like I'm I'm abetting and and aiding a criminal, but they're a criminal with a good heart. So, so that's kind of the exactly that's that's the dilemma. That's the dilemma here is that is that I've sold out. I've sold out. I'm 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 aiding I'm aiding a fucking furry artist who if you DM them, hey, where's my art, they're gonna hit you with sorry my grandma died. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, fam, that's not good. So I, yeah, so I, I uh So then I create my own syndicate, my own crack house. Yeah. Um called I don't know, Kingmas Crack House, I guess. Yeah, Kingmas Crowded Crack House. Yeah, Kingmas Crowded Crack House, and it's and it's all the uh and it's the League of Evil or whatever, <laughs> of all the, yeah. of all the characters of all the all the characters, Bone King, Jeffrey Epstein's brain or robot suit. I got them all because they all know that furry Twitter artist shit sucks and is no good. Yeah, um, they think it's hella cringe and you need to stop. You really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don Don of the discourse. We're fighting. We're fighting over whether it's cringed or based <laughs> to be to be kind. To to people who are different from you. <laughs> no, no. To be kind to people who are Twitter, who are furry, furry artists on artists. Twitter, specifically poor people, poor Twitter artists, poor Twitter furry artists. That's 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 specifically that. The moral implications of that. And then Tom comes in. Tom comes in. But why? What is Tom? okay? So Tom is obviously the secret villain, right? He's he's like the Z Z Zemo or like whatever. He's the the Lex he's Luthor. He's the Doomsday. The Doomsday. Yeah, he's the Doomsday. Yeah, that's a good. Well, Doomsday's good... the the well. All right, so so Lex Luthor's the real villain of the story, but Doomsday's the big monster they fight because you can't really fight Lex Luthor. He's not that kind of villain. No, not really. Yeah, so we get Tom in his Doomsday. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe maybe Tom's brain is so big he's like a psychic. <laughs> he like floats down. He's doing that thing, the lotus hands position. He floats <laughs> down and his like brain is massive like Sheen in that Jimmy Neutron episode. Oh my float, god. Floats down from the sky and he says Both of you are unenlightened. And a beam flies out like it's like Giorno Giovanna, like the life beam at the end of uh, part five. 
fucking yeah. fucking cuts through my hand. Yeah, we both get hit by Golden Experience Requiem. Yeah. Good shit. This is a master's degree. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, maybe maybe if we get to get around to filming this in the year 2025, we might have his PhD by then. Yeah, that's true. You know, long, which you know, which then just then keep it, getting stronger. It can be even more powerful. Just gonna keep getting stronger. Yeah, that's that's one of those that that's a great Kirko no basket situation where they're like, "Fuck, how are Miles and Sam Wait, gonna, Sam get gonna out do of this?" this? Yeah, how are they gonna get out of this one? Spoilers: the fucking the fucking crack house league shows up. Joe yeah. comes in, Crip points comes in. All right, Unbound Soul comes in because why the fuck not at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, if you want, if you want to be in the, if you want to be in the crack house league, all the other characters, Twitter. all the other characters we came up with would come out too. Fucking crackhead Miku and uh, and uh, toked out linen. All Ren the other the whole... characters, we've only had one. And the Bone King and and uh, uh well, yeah, it's true. The Bone King's there. Socialist Sands is there. Jeffrey Epstein, but <laughs> Jeffrey, Ep I don't know why you're calling Jeffrey Epstein made made up since he's you know. Our president, but that's beside the point. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein's bringing a robot suit, yes. He is our president. One of the lore characters. One of the lore yeah. characters. No, no, so he is our president, president of the real he, world. Yeah, he is our president, but he's also a lore character. He's both. That's true, he is a lore character, since we, we did predict the election. Yes. The election. 100%, 100% accurate on the show. Yeah, no, like, everything happened. Everything happened as we predicted it. So, I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's the show. That's That's the film. Miles v. Sam, Dawn of the Discourse. Make sure to watch it when theaters come back. Yeah. Miles, when you when theaters do open back up, is there any film on your radar that you like, I want this to be my, my, my re-cherry-popping moment in the theater? So I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, Jim. I'm going to hold out for an anime film. I'm going to hold out okay. for a theater okay. theatrical anime film release. And I don't even need to know the source material. I'm just gonna go in because I, I want to be able to see that say that I saw an anime film in theaters. The last I saw the Yu-Gi-Oh film in theaters. Uh, this is a shit wait, movie, by the way. Which wait, hold on, which one? The one where they have the magic pyramid that won't let oh, them out. Oh, pyramid, pyramid of light. Pyramid of light, yeah. Dude, I fucking genuinely adore Pyramid of Light. Is it terrible? Absolutely. It is not oh, a it's film. Awful. It's an awful film. No. It, uh, now, Miles, let me also preface with this. Did, did you play Yu-Gi-Oh? I mean, I did. I didn't play a lot. Because I, I got frustrated because all my friends watched the anime, and so they knew all, like, the bullshit they garbage knew the that anime they pulled rules. in the show. Yeah, they yeah. knew the anime rules, not the real rules. So I got fucking annoyed. Yeah, so, the, yeah, that's one of those things where it's the... Uh, yeah, the anime kind of sucks if you know the rules. Kind of just sucks in general. It's not that good of a movie. But there are some incredible scenes in that fucking film, especially in the dub. Because, dude, this... Miles, you can't say this movie's terrible when it has one of the greatest moments in all of cinema where Kaiba takes off in the blue-eyes white jet as that fucking rockin' pu punk song. Uh, you're not me, you know. Don't say if I were you. Come on, you don't remember this from the fucking. I actually movie? don't. I don't remember any of this. I just remember oh my being God. really fucking bored. Dude, I remember being super bored the whole film because I was dude, just like, they're in the same location. Incredible. It's literally just nothing but white in the background. There's like no music. 
people. It's like it's like it's it's like Gus Van Sant's Jerry. Like there's just like nothing to the film. Apparently the whole first act is really fucking interesting. I forgot about all that shit. Yeah, no, the first act because you because Kaiba in order to get the pyramid of light duels Pegasus in the movie and they, they have like a fifteen minute duel and then at the end of the fucking duel Kaiba goes <laughs> that's all folks because he uses fucking tunes Pegasus uses the Toon World deck uh, and like oh, it's yeah, I super f- weird out of place <laughs> reference for Kaiba to make in the Yu Gi Oh movie. Hey, Looney Tunes exists, I guess. Joey duels like 70 guys so Yugi and Taya can go fuck around, can go fuck off in the museum, I guess. Anubis comes back. You know, Egyptian god Anubis, he comes back. Lot, see, lots of stuff, lots of fun stuff happens in Pyramid of Light. I'm going to send you this scene, Miles, and you're going to agree with me that it's the best shit ever. I mean, no. I mean, a duel, two duels happen. And that's it. And Yugi wins. It's been one week since. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no. I yeah, it was just I I, I yeah, cuz when that video was popular, I don't think I was actively like making videos. Yeah. Well, I made, a, I made a, like, a video, I made a couple, like, weird meme follow-ups after that. Honestly, like, my personal channel is just, like, video experiments, if anything. Um, there's no real concrete, like, series of content on that, on that, uh, YouTube channel. Which is fine. I mean, it just fucking is what it is. Yeah. But, because it's our 50th episode, Miles, I figured, let's go all out. Let's ask the crackheads out there for some questions. But also, for some topics and for some suggestions and shit we should do. So we're going to go through all this shit. So okay. I know I have some ones that I receive messages I receive personally. I know you said you have a couple questions you receive personally. So oh, yeah, start... a, a friend of mine who listens anonymously uh, sent, sent us some questions. So. I can understand why many people want to listen to this show anonymously. I, I yeah. understand you don't want to associate with Hatsune Miku's Krakos on Twitter. Your grandma does, though, as we discovered last week. Exactly. Now, let's start with Twitter, though, because we got a couple of questions there. So, let's, of course, start with none other than Unbound Soul, good old Sheen, at Unbound Soul 358. Congratulations, you made it into the film. Exactly. First up, what are each of your seminal, definitive moments in gaming? Forget comparing this or that entry to Citizen Kane or television— what are the definitive moments in games that all not not only represent the best moments in the medium, but what the medium is about? Damn, really? You're gonna hit us with that? Yes, and then and That's then they like follow up one. with Damn. 
then they follow up with, for this one, I nominate Drawing the Master Sword for the first time in Ocarina of Time. Both are instances Ooh. of not just good storytelling, but empowerment and climactic catharsis rewarding the player for their efforts. What are yours Shit, and what should all one. gamers experience? What a phenomenal fucking question. That's a good one. Oh, he's so right. He's so right, too. That's the thing. Damn, I would have never said that. That's such a good it's a, one. It's a great... It is like a, a, a moment, like a true... It's, it's an incredible moment. It's, it's an incredible moment because it introduces a gameplay mechanic. It introduces the culmination of a player's um, efforts, only for those efforts to be subverted because it ends up being the wrong thing to do. Yeah. and that's It's, like, awesome. It's, am it's amazing. What a fucking it's masterpiece great. video game, dude. Like, yeah. That's not a hot take at all, but, like, goddamn, every time I think about Ocarina of Time, I'm like, the game is so good. It gets better. It's great Always pick. gets better. N now, I'll... Uh... Uh, now th I, I can't I can't say this is like a definitive greatest moment in gaming, but it is a moment in gaming that had a great impact on me personally. Uh, and it is uh spoilers for uh, uh in case Shadow of the Colossus. It's um, when Agro falls off the cliff. Yeah, the, when Agro falls off the cliff. Yeah, fucks me up every time I see it. I had to pull it up. Um, so there was a fucking Twitter thing going around about seeing. Yeah, I saw you made that tweet. Great, a phenom just a, just such a a impactful fucking moment, like the most impactful d death, uh, in video games, at least for me personally, or, or death fake out, I guess, because Agro turns out to be be limping Well, at the end of the I game. don't think that Agro lives initially. I think Agro is revived uh, at the end by Dorman's promise. Oh, okay. Dorman keeps his word, but with a twist you know deal with little deal with the devil kind of thing so. yeah well he revised mona i mean Dor dorman has no uh no reason to revive <laughs> yeah no no not part of the deal agro's not part of the deal i know uh, i know i I, I just think that that is what happens in that okay scenario. i would like that to be the case i i'd rather agro have died just have died there and she yeah me come too back. me too i think i think it's lame that he comes back without some magic explanation um, yeah so. it's it's a uh also, female horse, by the way. Spine oh, yeah, you're right. Agro's a, Agro's a lady. Yeah, so, that's, um, that's right. So, furry artist that I harbor. <laughs> no. You know what to this do. This is it. This is the one, dude. This is the... Uh, this the is oh, the, that's... Dude, that's 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 the schism. This that's is the... the, the dude, this is the uh, Superman and Zod destroying uh, Metropolis and God, uh, Metropolis. This is yeah. the, the straw that breaks the camelback moment where I'm like, she's too dangerous, dude. Yeah. We have to take she's, her she's out. She's a criminal. She, she just drew fucking, she just drew aggro and wonder rule 34. And that's disgusting. And we can't have that. And you're like, yeah. no, bro, it's okay. It's, it's I can't, okay. I just, I can't, I can't picture it. You know, I don't want to. Right. Yeah. Like who wants that? But, but we got to have it. Yeah. We got to have it. That's the thing. We got to. Oh, God, someone out there has to have, right? Like, someone? It, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't want to fucking prove it. I have no interest in finding it, but, uh, hey, you know what? It, it has to be out there. I, I just never thought about it because I don't have that same, like, drive as the people who would fucking make that to, like, yeah. seek that out and find that for these characters. One of which is a horse, by the way. So I have, I have two weird ones. I have two very strange ones, okay? Okay. I have a couple so, more, too. So, so one of so these... Go at it. Okay. So, grabbing a star in Super Mario Brothers. Okay. The first Anytime. time you grab a star. 
And oh, the, first, the first the first time. time specifically. First time you grab a star in Super Mario Bros. Pretty pretty fun. But it's it's just this weird seminal moment where you understand, okay, this game has a lot going on. There's a lot of strategy to it. There are going to be times when I'm I'm going fast and I'm going crazy and it's going to affect my gameplay. It's like it's like a it's it's just a crazy interesting moment, especially that it has like a musical power up to it. And there's a clear progression to it with a nice 32 levels. That's kind of a weird seminal moment that I, I think is is really great and iconic, and everyone kind of has an association with. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great one. You said you had another smaller weird one. I have a smaller, weird, more obscure one, and I think I think it is the first time you fall down in Death Stranding. Like the first time you actually fucking fall down a hill and all your packages fucking spill everywhere. And and, and, and you mean this? You're you're not talking a trip. You're talking a serious fucking tumble. You're like, oh fuck. Yeah, I'm I'm talking a tumble where like everything, all of your packages are just fucked for the rest. Like you're just it's, it's over, dude. It, it, it's it's almost like the equivalent of like getting punched in the face for the first time. Like it just, yeah, you you just. You you just are different after that because Life you don't expect not it. The same. You don't yeah. expect well, because you don't expect it from any video game character for you to be playing Breath of the Wild and Link to just trip and fall on his ass. Yeah, and and uh, imagine if not just that. Imagine if Link tripped and fell and fucking all of his Korok seeds just yeah. fucking spilled everywhere. Like every weapon you had, you had to go pick them back up, and this like big walk of shame where you have to individually pick up every single one of them. <laughs> And they're all and and they all have like damage on them now, so like some of your oh, weapons yeah. just fucking break on impact. Like, damn, that shit sucks. Yeah, I'll have a, uh, I, I have another one, a true like phenomenal moment. That's uh, that's a two parter, but they're back to back. Okay, and it's beating Ornstein and Smo for the first time in Very getting good. the Lord Vessel. That shit's insane. Because for on a first playthrough, Ornstein Snow is gonna hit you. It's gonna hit you at the halfway point, but you're you're gonna it's gonna take you like 20, 30 hours to get there. Probably your first time through, depending on how good you are. If you played other Souls games, it'll be much less. But whatever, you know semantics. Ornstein Snow is like easily still, I think, the hardest fight in that game because having to deal with the two of them um, is troublesome and it really really asks a lot of you. But that biggest challenge also yields the biggest reward, which is fucking fast travel, which you've been ma- when when you've been stuck manually huffing it for 20 hours across all Lordran and you just get to warp. Oh, it's the oh, it's the best. It's the fucking best. It is a euphoric gaming moment. That's a good pick. It's a very good pick. Also, I'd like to shout out. This is a uh, spoilers for a uh, video I'm working on, but I shout out a Banjo Kazooie euphoric gaming moment when you take off for the first time and use the flight. Power oh, and up. use flight. That's a good one. Oh, what an amazing fucking amazing bit! I talk about it in the, when the video comes out in a week. I'll shout it out. Um, that does remind that. me of the first time you get the wing cap in Mario 64 too. That's a really great moment. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you something. A lot of these kids' games, they have a lot of really great moments because th- the whole point is like kids. Kids like to be wowed, right? They like to be yeah. wowed. So. Honestly, I think the uh, honestly, like I think that the very f- the opening um, that like opening level in uh, Mario Galaxy, I also think is a really oh, that's great... a really good one. Yeah, just 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 the just the, the it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's it's not 
difficult. It's not really that intense, but it's just a very it's like well, there's you're so in much spectacle. fucking space. Space. There's you're in space, and there's so much spectacle that specifically I'm talking about once uh, Mario lands on the space planet with uh, the Lumas and meets Rosalina up until getting the Grand Star. Like all that shit is amazing. Um, yeah, all that shit's fucking nuts. What a good game. It, it's interesting, too, because, like, I thought about this recently. I was like, Galaxy was probably a practical decision. Oh, yeah, because probably. Because the, the Wii didn't fucking have a way to control the camera in any with any elegance, so having this game where, like, the actual settings themselves would not work with a free camera, like, that's smart. Very smart. Yeah. That's a yeah no very intelligent point Miles I never Nintendo I never those that. those That's guys are right. uh, those guys are smart they're they're smart which actually does bring me to my next point friend of mine asked anonymously okay instead of marry fuck kill own work for or burn down now I'm gonna omit one of these because one of them is Konami and we're both gonna say burn down Konami that okay one's, that one's too easy right so he says own work for and burn down Nintendo Platinum and I'm going to allow you to submit your third one. Okay. I'm gonna, but I'm going to offer to the table Capcom. Okay, sure. Capcom sounds Are good. Are you fine with Capcom? Okay. Yeah. I, I want to pick one that we're, that we're both – we have an equal uh, equivalent investment in. Right, uh, right. So it's, so it's own, work for, burn down. Yes. I, I have mine. Okay. I'm, I am owning Nintendo because they make a shit ton of money. I'm working for Capcom because I I could that could mean I could work on Mega Man, I could work on Devil May Cry, I can work on motherfucking Monster Hunter, uh, a lot of great options. And I am uh, uh, burning fucking platinum down. I I could I could not really care if they. Well, if, that fucking I, sucks because that was my list. <laughs> that was my list to a fucking T. Uh, you know what though? I will amend this. I actually think that I would want to work for Nintendo because I would want them to put me in charge of Zelda. So that I can yeah. fucking write some good Zelda stories again for once. Because, <laughs> like, it fucking sucks, but, like, Ocarina of Time, Link's Awakening, and Majora's Mask really are the only, like, truly well-done, like, Zelda stories. Wind Waker's okay, but it has, like, this huge swath of, like, nothing happens. Oh, yeah. It's not a real narrative. It just has a good ending. Yeah. It's just got a great... Yeah, it literally is. It, it's the Rogue One of video games. <laughs> where no one actually likes the story. They just like the last Nobody likes minutes. Rogue One. People just like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. It's, that, that is literally it. Where, like, it's Ocarina like, of Time has these great story beats throughout. Like, Majora's Mask, famously beloved story. Link's Awakening, famously beloved story. Like... They haven't had a good story in fucking years, which is why it's so fucking funny to me when people are like, Breath of the Wild is a shit story. I'm like, every, all of them have shit stories. They're all bad. Like, yes, they try. I'll say this much. They like with Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, they try. They have narrative beats. Everything has a purpose. There's not a bunch of wasted time. Well, in Skyward Sword, there's a bunch of wasted time in gameplay, but not in, in narrative. That's good shit. That's fucking good shit. So I would, I would actually own Capcom. I would own Capcom because it would allow me to green light certain projects that they have not done. I would revive Mega Man Legends 3 because I have the power to do that. And I would do it without enough But should you? But should you revive oh, I will. Mega Man Legends 3? I will. 3. And it'll be for the Switch because it'll be inexpensive compared to like, you know. And we can make it look cheap. <laughs> yeah, I'll make it look cheap because that's – people are just going to be happy it's here. It's just, they're yeah, just going to be happy honestly. it's here. Yeah, and I'm going to get someone who's not Infune to do it, obviously. I'm going to get Yawano, who did the first two games, directed them. I'm going to get him to do it. 
uh, and it's going to turn out fine. It's going to get a bunch of sevens. Real, real quick, on, while we're on Mega Man, before we hop over to more questions. Where the fuck is Mega Man 12? Why do they keep doing this? They, it's going to come. Cut, It'll come. They'll, but, like, I, I just, it's so funny to me. It's like Mega Man, Capcom's like, bro, Mega Man is back with 9, and then we're following up with 10, and then we're disappeared. It's like, those games were good, and Mega Man 11 is good. Don't just disappear again. They're gonna come back. I think. I think they might have realized something with ten, where ten was actually not as well received as nine. So I think yeah, they and I, and and in the case of like four, five, and six, like no one was impressed with those because yeah. they came out. So I think that Capcom might realize like if we space out Mega Man, we kind of build up a hunger for it. Whereas yeah. if we release it too early, everyone's gonna be like, "That's eh, so similar to the last one," and they yeah, all are. Al they just al don't although, realize it. Al yeah. Although I will say this. I will say this. May all Mega Man games are the same, and that's kind of why I like the series. If I'm being honest, like that, it's comforting. Like it's comforting. I played out and play Mega Man. I know exactly how it's gonna work. Save for some minor changes. Does this one do or do not have a slide? You know, charge shot, etc. Are there bolts? And, like yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And it's like. And I'm just like, man, I would fucking kill if Capcom, like, had a team or a team and a half cranking out, like, one of these fucking things every 12 months. And one came out every, like, September. That'd be sick. Um, I would say they they would have to do it as a $30 release. Could oh, yeah, no, Mega Man 11, Mega Man 11 was a $30. Um, yeah, okay, that's fine. Everything's good. World's good. Everything's fine. I, I spend more at restaurants, so, like, Awesome. I own that God, game for I, life. I love I love Bang Man so much. Let's take another question from Twitter. At uh or Rob Bicknell, aka at Big Bickers on <laughs> Twitter, which is a by the way, great, at, great at, amazing name. Great fucking at. Um question for the 50th episode. What games made in the last 10 years? So we'll say from 2010 on. Do you yeah. think will become timeless classics like Ocarina of Time and Final Fantasy VII? Still loving the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Let's just much, knock Dark Rob. Souls out of this. We all we both know that's the obvious answer. Let's that's, just fucking okay. knock Dark Souls out immediately. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm like, just... It's already there. It's already there. It's been there for years. Dark Souls, yeah. Let's try and get some deeper ones. Let's get some deeper ones. Yeah. Of, like, games that will be remembered. Well, here's another one that I think we can just fucking knock out right away that I feel really confident in. Breath of the Wild, I think, will be... Yeah. Will Breath be... of the Wild will be decided, though, by the sequel, I think. I, you gonna... know what? That's that's a fair point. That's a fair because, point. Because if the sequel is significantly better, Breath of the Wild is gonna... It, it's gonna it's gonna get Ocarina of Time where everyone's like, yeah, it was a good, you know, it was a good stepping stone, but, like, man, you know? Even though Ocarina of Time is a seminal classic, the the response to it is probably going to be people kind of moving on from breath of the wild um but if the sequel sucks breath of the wild is going to be evangelized and it's going to be you know it's it's going to become that seminal classic but the seminal classic of the next zelda game is going to be whichever one is the best that's that's kind of how it is i mean like obviously you know neither of us are too crazy about majora's mask you completely dislike it i have mixed feelings but uh, that game clearly resonates with people because it is such a strong effort. Like, it's such a strong, intense game. So, like, I, I think that it's kind of hard to tell which Zelda games are going to endure until a couple years later. Ocarina of Time was really the only one where we were like, that's it, that's happening instantly. Whereas the rest kind of were a slow burn, like, filtration, filtration process. 
Yeah, I pulled up a uh, I, I pulled up a couple list of just sort of like general best game of the decade list. What 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 are common co- things to just get the ball rolling? And here's one I want to know if we agree on: Will Bloodborne be remembered as like an all time classic? Because I got to be honest, dude. I in in some regards and in some circles, the love of Bloodborne it completely outclasses the Soul series. Like Dark Souls, it's hard, the Dark it's Souls hard to say. It's hard to say because I think that as a Souls game, it is the best story and the best experience. Dark Souls, though, is so much more of a classic that it's kind of hard for me to say that Bloodborne will receive the same acclaim. Dark Souls was a a a, a watershed moment for games. It was truly a watershed moment for games, and and I just think that it's not going to to work out the same for Bloodborne. I think Bloodborne is going to be revered as a great, interesting, unique take on H.P. Lovecraft's work. It's going to be revered as as an incredible aesthetic work. It's going to be revered as an incredible experience. Bloodborne is beloved and amazing, but is it a classic on the level of Final Fantasy VII and Ocarina of Time? No, because Dark Souls is that classic. All right. Like, again, you know, people are suddenly kind of turning around on Ocarina of Time, but, like, history's written, dude. It's fucking over. It's over. And anyone will admit that, by the way. And anyone will admit that, too, by the way. Yeah, it's the winner. Um, Even if you don't like that fucking game, it's the fucking winner of history. Yeah, you know know what you have is is an unpopular opinion, typically. Um, Here's a... uh, here, here's another one I'm curious how we feel about. Both right now and if we and if we try to imagine ourselves in ten years, where in in where in popular disc games discourse does The Last of Us stand? Part one specifically. In, in this like 10 is years? tough because I thought this, about this because it's both ways, right? You could like I could very easily see an answer for absolutely an answer for no fucking way. I'm actually going to say no fucking way. Genuinely, I'm going to say no fucking way because. First of all, a lot of critics prefer The Last of Us 2 now. And I think that we're going to see a lot of opinions of people boosting The Last of Us Part 2 over The Last of Us Part 1 in in the critic space. Meanwhile, Last of Us 1 fans are that is a fandom, right? Last yeah. of Us 1 is a fandom where where like Ocarina of Time is is I mean, again, we are comparing Ocarina of Time. Like, Ocarina of Time and, and Final Fantasy VII, those were games where people with no interest in JRPGs, people who didn't really like, like, kids' games or adventure games, everybody played both of those. And for the most part, everyone has a fucking positive opinion on, on both for one reason or another, if you played them at the time when they were really special. And, and like, because there were a lot of people who, like, literally played FF7 because the, the FMVs were gorgeous, and that's what they advertised the game as. Was yeah. like this just beautiful FNB experience where where they're just gonna fucking serenade you with the best fucking graphics you've ever seen for literally twenty minutes of the game's runtime out of fifty hours. But the rest of the game's a fucking journey of amazing moments too. It's it's a masterpiece of like storytelling and wonderful things happening. Nobody would just... like the game if the other forty nine hours sucked. Yeah, exactly. That's literally it. And they and they've come to love it. And 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 so. When, when we're talking about these classics, like, The Last of Us is a fandom. Lots of people played The Last of Us. But most people, I think, who are really hardcore about games agree that The Last of Us is good. 
It is a good, yeah. solid game, and the only reason they talk about it as much as they do is because that was the discourse. How does everyone feel about The Last of Us? I actually hear less and less about The Last of Us every fucking day, especially after part two. True. Because I think, yeah, I I think, think it was I a think, good uh, experience I, Yes, and I also think part two did a lot to damage the IP. <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, but I think Last of Us Part Two or Last of Us Part One, an experience. Everyone kind of dug it, and then and then you know people who were really really into that world stuck with it. But th- those numbers dwindled, and then people moved on. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny looking at this list of like um, of just games released, especially in the early 2010s, from like 2010 to like 2013, of just uh, of of games where it's like, man, like it's tough to say, like be- because the. <sighs> Cause, cause here, here's one to consider. Like, um, oh, okay. I, never mind. I, I was, I was taking the que- I was turning the question to a different way. Here's something that actually answers the question of what I think what ha- has stood the test of time as a true classic. And in 10, 15 years, we're gonna be like, fuck yeah, I got two of them. I got two of them. Okay. It's, it's Shovel Knight. Okay. Which has already pr- has already proven itself has become Shovel Knight has got has risen to become the king of indie games. Um and is in Very fucking true. everything. You just got announced for, for to be in Fall Guys, um, and Cuphead is another one where I think Cuphead will be will be like remembered as like this is this is a uh a this is a a testament and a true piece of art. I'm I'm gonna disagree on Cuphead and I'm gonna sub in another one. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna okay. sub in another any game. It's Hotline Miami. Oh. Oh, we, oh! You know I love Hotline Miami. You know I. Got, I think I, I think Hotline, Hotline Miami, Miami was a watershed moment where we kind of decided that the way that we were handling game violence is bad has has completely changed. It's completely changed. Hotline Miami redefined the ways in which we approach violence in video games. It completely redefined it in a way where Spec Ops: The Line now looks like a fucking joke to a lot of people. Um, like. MGS2 was like um MGS2 and MGS1 which both had those themes are kind of like neglected as as discussing those their, their other themes have become more prevalent um and and like Last of Us Part 2 was actually criticized for for being super inferior to Hotline Miami's attempts at discussing violence um by Polygon of all people um who you think would be all over that game so, so I definitely think Hotline Miami is up there. Um, I want to offer one that I, I, I'm interested in your take, which is near auto, near automata. It's, uh, no, I'm actually going to say no as well. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say no on near, and here's and here's my explanation as to why. Uh, I think Nier's go is going to go down and be appreciated in certain circles and certain subsections of video game culture, ones that we participate in and I would say are a part of. Um, but I think on the whole, as like, as like what will be go down as general gaming classics near Autonoma will not, will not do that. It will, it will, I think forever remain a cult, a, a cult masterpiece. Um, yeah, that's a good answer. I'm going to say FF14. Ooh, that's a great one. That's a fucking great one. Um, that's going to happen. Yeah. That, I think FF14 is going to be the new world of Warcraft. Oh yeah, I because it's already happened. Frankly, WoW. So WoW's still trucking, and people like millions of people still play WoW. But WoW is not. WoW is not a culturally relevant game 
anymore. Not anymore. In the, Not anymore. Yeah, and, and I would say Final Fantasy fourteen is a more culturally relevant game. I read news reports, but the thing is, and I again, get shit about wow, that. Wow has. WoW has history on its side. Though. Oh, yeah. It'll never wow. not be a, a seminal moment. Yeah, but it, it's just not one, like, anymore right now, but it was a seminal exactly, moment. Exactly, exactly. But that's yeah. that's my point. But like, it's, Final but, Fantasy but, fourteen is going to fade away as well at some point, but... Possibly. Possibly. Well, it, it, ha it has to, because that's kind All of good just, things like, must trends. come to an end. Yeah, all, all good, good things, things must come, come to an end. Um, to be fair, they're still updating Final Fantasy XI, but it's at a certain point they discontinue like the console version. Um, it, you know, th things are going to happen with with fourteen that that might diminish its popularity. Uh, they might release a new MMO that everyone moves on to, but FF fourteen has its place, and I and I think it it's bolstered by its sort of underdog story. It came out in twenty ten. It was a disaster. Came back in twenty fourteen as a fucking incredible work of art. Um. So I, I, I genuinely think that uh, that that is going to that that's going to change things for for fourteen underdog stories. I, I do think matter. I don't think that the Phantom Pain is going to be a seminal masterpiece. I think everyone's already super divisive on it, but I don't think anyone's going to stop talking about it for many many years. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I think because there's a certain subsect of. Uh... There's a certain subsect of, of games I think are going to be like that, like uh, of just games that will be either greatly discussed or greatly talked about. And I think there's also games that are also going to be remembered and thrives like Nier Autonoma uh, in some circles of the internet. Like I think a, a game similar to like Nier Autonoma situation is like Doom Eternal, which is a very, very strange comparison, but like similar situation of like that game is going to go down as like one of the greatest FPS campaigns probably ever made. Um and but also a controversial we'll, game for some. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it, it, yeah, I think I truly believe uh and have I I I have hope because I fucking need to otherwise I'll lose all faith in this fucking industry that in in 5 to 10 years we're going to get op-eds and pieces about like hey man Doom Eternal was actually fucking way better than we I, gave it credit for. I, I think that's going to happen, and it's going to happen for Death Stranding as well. I think it already is. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, absolutely with Death Stranding. But but I, I, think, I think specifically in five years, it's going to be like, it's not going to be like, yeah, we kind of got Death Stranding wrong. It's going to be like, no, we need to fucking celebrate Death Stranding right fucking now, because we did this game dirty on release. Yeah. Also, because, I got to shout because, out. Because like, it was a fucking, it was not a flop, but it like did not do that well. It was oh. not impressive. The, the sales in the UK dropped 70% in the second week. Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> Fucking A, that's true. A couple, a couple, like, a couple more, like, weird, a weird, like, weird ones. Like, I, like, or I should say, like, culture specific. Like, games that are going to be remembered in certain circles. I think Killer Instinct 2013 um, will continue to remain extremely fondly remembered. Because I, I, I stand that, like, KI 2013 is probably the the best fighting game of of the of the 2010s. Um, it has the best online. It has uh, one of the coolest rosters in fighting games. It has an extremely interesting combo system that always keeps everyone engaged. Every decision making is always happening. Spectators always interested. There's never a moment of downtime in any of the matches, and it's super uh, creative because of the way the combo system works. Um, it's everything good about a fighting game. Everything good you want in a fighting game that game has. Um, I, I think I think if we're doing that, then Skullgirls is also going to be tossed in that pile. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think Skullgirls will also be uh, be fondly remembered. I mean, maybe some of the uh, the 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 stuff like Mike Z and stuff might might hurt it. 
Um, no, because because now the game belongs to its its original developers, not just Mike Z. They actually yeah. got the IP back, and oh, they're releasing a new character. Yeah, they're releasing a new character, um, which I think is going to kind of revive interest in it, especially now that it's kind of ha- the, the game has been washed clean of Mike Z to some God, extent. God, so. dude, but let me just let me just say this because because Evo Online is happening this year. That was like news of like two weeks ago. I really fucking hope Skullgirls gets gets a gets a online tourney going. Um, it will. It it has to. Yeah, be, because when when it when Evo initially switched over to online, all the uh, all the the events that were going to be the original nine planned games were just going to be invitationals um, to limit the online situation. Uh, and then the games that were going to be open to the public were rollback games, were MK11, which was kicked out uh, before the before the switch to online. Uh, Ki Skullgirls and uh, them's fighting hurts, which is the pony game, the pony yeah. fighter, um, the, the deer fighter. Yes. <laughs> They're deer. It's called them's fighting herds. Them's fighting herds, but it was but it was based like the team made a My Little Pony fighting game. Before, oh, like okay. My Little Pony fighting game which turned into this. And then they reskinned it like like Twilight. Yes, like li- like okay. literally that is what happened. The okay. the development team's called Main 6. So Oof, that's cringe. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me just let me just throw my cards down on the table. Actually, my Little Pony: I, Friendship is Magic has not stood the uh, has not stood the, no. the the cultural test of time. And and I, I'm I'm gonna throw my uh, I'm gonna throw my cards down on the table. I watched a, a fair amount of My Little Pony because my friends were really into it. It's like a good show, it, it, but it's it's one of those shows where I like shrug my shoulder and I was like I don't get it, but it's good. It's like yeah, you know, it's like a same. seven. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's quality. It's a quality show. Here's here's what I know. Here's here's a here's a take that I know is gonna make you really fucking upset, but I I I do I do think will be reality. I think in I think in ten years, uh, God of War twenty eighteen will be remembered as a classic game. As like I'm actually gonna say that's not. I don't think it's gonna be remembered as a classic game. To be brutally honest, because already people don't talk about it as much. Um, like you can, you can usually tell what's, what's going to be a classic game. Cause like Bloodborne was still being brought up two years later. I think God of War, like, is just, it's, I don't hear anyone talk about it anymore, but yeah, I um, still do. Um, you still I, do. I, okay. That, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I if, see, if you a, a still do, of, I'm going to trust your instinct. A lot this. of, a lot of, uh, be, because again, like the, as far as like in our circles, cause we, cause, cause the best, the best, the best performing games are all either indie success stories, uh, be it multiplayer or survival games, um, like uh, Valheim, Among Us, Fall Guys, you know, shit like that. Dead by Daylight, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, or are um, big, big, highly published, uh, you know, shit like League of Legends uh, makes a t- breaks in a ton of fucking money. That's a huge game. Fortnite's a huge fucking game. Uh, where, like, we kind of more care about, like, sort of single-player elements. And as far as, like, the best-selling single-player stuff, like... That's what Sony's doing right now is like they're kind of at the top as far as like the biggest sales for single player stuff. Them and Nintendo, of course, in their first party offerings. Um, right, right, yeah. Although Nintendo kind of stands alone on on the Switch as like the Nintendo shit does really well, and the other stuff does well too, of course. But but nowhere near. To but the it's not of. it's not the same acclaim. Yeah, I, I mean, twenty five plus million units for for New Horizons is insanity. It's yeah. insanity. It's um, it's fucking crazy, um, but with whereas but with all Sakuna those, of Rice and Ruin, and Ruin is 
Yeah, I do want to play that game because Satania is the voice actress, and I'm like, I, everything she's in, I got to experience literally everything she's in. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... Uh... But yeah, but I why I bring up God of War is that of all the, the the Sony third person over the back shoulder open world games that I always make fun of for just being like the same thing over and over again, um, that seems to be from at least most people as like they're the ones that sh- shepherd that and champion that as like the peak. Not saying I agree with that, honestly. From what from people. From the sound of it, from like my like hands off perspective, and I want to play this game, fight up by myself. Ghost of Tsushima, I think might be that in reality, but I don't think that game is going to be remembered ten years from now. I think people are going no, to remember that not, as a pretty but I, I cool hear game. It's the better game, yeah, yeah I hear it's I think, the better game. I think Ghost of Tsushima will be remembered as like a pretty cool game that Sucker Punch Studio did in their when looking back at their catalog. As like, hey, this was a cool thing. I don't think they're gonna do a sequel to to Ghost. Well, it's like it's like um, how everyone feels about Dark Cloud and Dark Chronicle nowadays, where like yeah. people have like this kind of wistful. I did finish Dark Chronicle, by the way, uh, and let me just say, like, shit, mid game game really redeems itself in the last chapter. Quality game. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta move it up. I'm gonna bump it up from mid, and say it holds up pretty well. That's okay. That's nice to hear. Here, here's one I wanna, I wanna ask about because this is another one that I think can go either way, and I think. Has a but a real, a real chance going either way. Persona Five or Persona Five Royal, whatever, it don't matter. Um, this is tough for me because the normies love Persona Five, but the Persona and Shin Megami Tensei fans do not. Do not. So ah, this it's one is of these where it's, situations. This one of is these where we're gonna decide. This is where we're gonna decide. And I will say, I think the normies are going to win. I think the normies are gonna win. Yes, it's but a, uh, I think that P4 is always going to be in gamer circles the one. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I think yeah, in gamer circles, yeah. But P4G is is still going to be it. But I think Persona Five is will be like especially P5R for sure. Yeah, uh, and, and also because I also want to say this because this is a, a, a something I was thinking about in, in uh you know you know when I was out on one of my shifts driving around. Um, similar to this question of not not games that that uh, we think will be fondly remembered, but games that have been so ingrained in the culture, it's hard to remember them. It's hard to remember them not existing, if that makes sense. Like, for example, it's hard yeah. to believe in reality that that like my dad was once alive at a time when like Van Halen didn't exist. Like, that's kind of weird, right? It's about. true. You think of Van Halen as kind of this eternal thing, yeah. Yeah, or just, yeah, or, or like honestly, like a a a a perfect example of that, like Super Mario Galaxy is kind of like one of those things where it's like I kind of it's so weird to remember that there was a time in which Super Mario Galaxy just didn't exist, and Persona yeah. Five is one of those for me too, where Persona Five has just been so ingrained in like the memes and the songs and everything. It's one of those things where it's like, man, this ain't that old. <laughs> This ain't, or it's like, man, this ain't that old yet. It feels like it's been around forever. Ooh, Xenoblade Chronicles. How are you feeling about this? Xenoblade? How are you feeling about Xenoblade? No, I think Xenoblade will be remembered by, like, Nintendo people and, like, RPG people that played on Nintendo systems because there's, like, a difference. 
There um, is. There's a big difference. You know what I'm talking about when I say that. It's hard for me to explain, though, in detail. Um, I Yeah, I think Xenoblade's going to be one of those, like, remem- like cult masterpieces. Remember and, remembered and appreciated in which, circles. Which, I gotta be fucking brutally honest. I think this might be the first time in my life. This might genuinely be the first time in my life in which... Because I'm I'm a fan of being like games games were good then and while and they don't age our expectations of games age our understanding of how a game should control ages but like there are certain people who are like the controls in Ocarina of Time were terrible back then I was like no they just the just the N64 controllers sucked but the controls in that game are perfectly fine yeah. they work just fine. Um, you know, there there are people who, you know, there there are people who who will tell you like Super Mario sixty four controls like shit. I was like, no, that game was always just a very specific game. They the the way that momentum was handled is just very very specific, and you just don't like it. Yeah. But but clearly, like when you look at speedrunners, there's nothing wrong with the controls in that game. Clearly, they can work with them, and they can they can work with them in ways that are beautiful, consistent, like perfect. So. Again, that's just kind of how it is. Our our understanding of games and our expectation of games kind of ages. But I think that Xenoblade Chronicles might be one of the first games where I'm like, this game was critically acclaimed because it came out in 2011 when there were no good RPGs from Japan. And if you play this game now, I'm just like, I you're just going to be like, wow, this battle system has like nothing to it. There is nothing here. I mean, there is stuff here. But, like, you play Xenoblade Chronicles X, and that game's fucking crazy. That game just fucking jerks its fucking dick off in your face. Here's all these fucking systems, you piece of shit. Play it. Figure it the fuck out. Have some fucking fun. It's like Xenoblade X, or Xenoblade 1, I'm just like, wow, these cooldowns take forever. (laughs) These cooldowns take forever. I can't do anything, dude. I gotta play as Dunban, or I ain't doing nothing by myself. There are... Two more I want to shout out, or three more. Minecraft, that's already one. Free. That one's free. That's free. It's already in there, but I figured I'd mention it. Here's one I feel I do genuinely feel really confident in. That's one of those AAA ones. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, I feel, will, will, will be fondly remembered 10, 15 years from now. It's fondly remembered today and fondly remembered 10, 15 years from now. It's hard for me because I live in a circle where everyone fucking hates The Witcher 3, believe it or not. <laughs> I, I do live in a circle where they're like, that's a Reddit game. And that's their only reason for disliking it. But I think most people, because that was a big, accessible AAA experience that they just kind of got into, I think that that is going to be a, a thing people remember. But I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a Reddit game. It's kind of a Reddit game. It's kind of a Reddit game, but, like, fuck off. I don't care. No, it's it's a good game, but it's, it's kind of a Reddit game. Which, like, really does kind of make me not want to play it that much i don't know why i just because like, i'm embarrassed i'm just kind of embarrassed to be one of those people who comes in like yeah witcher 3 wild hunt was a that that's a great video game like i'm i'm worried about people coming good. in it, no it is it is the chicken is good it, miles but it's the chicken is good but it's like coming in and being like yeah ocarina of time is my favorite game like people aren't gonna think oh yeah that's a really you know that's a that's a critically thought out decision people are gonna be like you haven't played that game in 25 years uh, and and uh, and you're nostalgic, 
and uh, you haven't played many games. And I'm like, no, it's just one of those things where if you come and be like, yeah, The Witcher 3, what a what a good, uh, good, 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 good video game. People are going to hit you with like, you're on, you're a Redditor. You're a fucking Redditor. Where, your, where is your child porn? <laughs> where is your child porn? I want to see it. Yeah, we I, have to crack that, us. No, nah, I, I don't want to see it. I'm just quoting what other people would say about Redditors. I don't, I don't, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to see it. We here at the Crack House only play 4chan games, like God we Hand. Play, we only play 4chan-based games. Like God Hand and uh, Custard's Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Postal. You remember Hatred? Oh, my God. Yeah, I do remember Hatred, unfortunately. I Hatred. I think about Hatred a lot. Postal 2. I want to play Postal 2. I hear Postal 2 is good. I hear it actually is really, like, it's like uh, the Far Cry where it's kind of impressive in that way. Yeah, it's like a, like a so, good game, actually. Um, uh, spe- speaking of what, what a, yeah, a the situation tone, of the that. Yeah, isn't my thing, but. Here's a game that I don't think will be, like, remembered as, like, an all-time great fucking game. But I think will be remembered uh, uh, fr- fr- from a technical perspective. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is oh, going sure. to be one of the best-looking games 15 fucking years from now still. Like, I don't think anything's going to come up that looks that good in a long fucking time. Oh, yeah. No, um, I, I can agree with that for sure. And uh, the the last one for, for games I think will be remembered as unequivocal uh, masterpieces, Undertale. Yes, that's absolutely true. Like, the internet has kind of, like, fucked with it, but I think most people who just played Undertale casually are going to agree. Yes. Ten years from now, that game is going to endure, I think. Please, yeah. by the way, please submit any uh nominations tweet at us nominations for tweet what us, do you yeah. think are, are going to be remembered as the as the modern uh 2010s classics game classic games because i feel like we're missing a ton i feel oh, like absolutely. there's a bunch we're missing and i want i want to i would love to get a list because i i want to play these games you know i, I should go uh, especially if I'm, there's stuff i'm missing out i want to go back and play it um well that i think was i think great we don't question. talk about it I think we don't talk about it, but I think we both love Undertale, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, no, I think Undertale's a phenomenal game. I've only played through it, like, twice. Uh, that's all I, That's all, all I needed to play, um, yeah. personally. But I had a I great fucking once, time. And I was like, that was great. Yeah, and obviously, like, the uh, sort of the fandom around that game is, is kind of its 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 own uh, beast, but it is a sizable... It is a certain size so big that... Um, it is just mainstream. It is just what yeah. it is. Um, yeah. yeah, great fucking question. Dude, when, it, when is Papyrus and Sans going to get into Fortnite? That's the question. D- I, dude, we can laugh and joke about it, but it's it's going to happen. It's happening. No, I'm, I'm not joking. That's the question. When is it going to happen? It's going to happen. I'm pulling up more questions from Twitter. Miles, did were any other questions sent to you? Yes, I got another question sent anonymously, and you're going to like this. Which K-On girl would win in a five-way battle royale? The only weapons allowed are their instruments. Oh, Moogie. Moogie, and and here's exactly Because she's got the keyboard, and you can fucking smash someone with it? No, so two things. Number one, she has the keyboard. Three things. Number one, she has the keyboard. Number two, that keyboard is heavy as fuck. It is about the weight of an RPG launcher rocket launcher that's how heavy that but fucking here's thing is. the question can number she three lift it? yes yes she can it is canonical that she can just 
fucking hold that thing with one arm. She can fucking swing that thing like Moogie wins. Moogie wins. It's like free. fucking wins. And it's not even close. I mean, the only, the, like, because you're saying, Ritsu's fucked. Ritsu's fucked because she has the drums and she can't do shit with that. She's got a couple projectiles at She can't do anything with drums. She can throw them, maybe, but nah. Nah, nah, nah. She could throw the symbol. Uh, you know what she could do though? She could use. Oh my god! The symbol. D- Disky throw the d- fucking. Uh, well, not just that, but symbol. like she could have them like clasp and like fucking slam someone's head with them. Oh, one of those. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. Like like a, um, like in like in Band Geeks, the SpongeBob episode. Yes. Phenomenal SpongeBob episode. Yeah, but Mookie that's wins. my favorite SpongeBob episode of all time. Oh, same, same. It was on. Uh, it was on. Uh, it was one of the two episodes that in the box episode, where the cardboard box episode, uh, were on my video now player back in uh, intermediate school. I'd I'd, I'd sit up uh, in my bedroom watching video now on a less than two forty p screen, watching uh, the same two episodes of SpongeBob in the Amanda Show. Good times. Good times. Truly incredible moments in history. So that was a short one. So I'm gonna give us another short one. Okay, please. So one one more short one here. Okay. Who has suffered the most but didn't deserve it? Or who deserved to suffer but didn't? Okay. Who suffered the most but didn't deserve it? Games and or anime, presumably. Games or anime, okay. I'm going to come out and say it. Diavolo didn't deserve what happened to him. He deserved to go 100%, 200% out. I 100% agree. <laughs> it's he d- fucked up. He deserves to go out for sure, but he he don't need to go out like that. He don't need to go no, out. That's no, a little much. They they did him mega dirty. It's like that's, what the fuck. That's a little much, especially for someone who like, I like Kira killed forty seven women or some some crazy shit like that. Yeah, and he gets to be reincarnated and gets another chance at life as like know, a decent human being. It's. Well, well, Kira, Kira gets gets sucked into hell, like actually. But no, but he he does, and then he's reincarnated as a private eye ghost. Oh, is this like a part eight spoiler? No, no, this is this is called Dead Man's Questions. Oh, it's, it's like a, it's book a spinoff or manga, sort of like and thus uh, thus spoke Rohan Kishibe. Oh, okay. Uh, it's one of these. One of one of the, one of these. Yeah, one of those, like Purple Haze feedback, except official. Okay. Oh, so this is official. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's official. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, learn some new every day. Yeah. Okay. So, so okay. So so maybe. Okay. questions. Fucking rules, by the way. All right. So Kira deserved to uh stay dead. I should say. You, you think Kira deserved to stay dead, and you think Diavolo deserved to get re- be reincarnated in Dead Man's Questions? I. I yeah. I think. The, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because because I'll say this much. I I don't like like the problematic narrative, right? Like, part, you know, this is problematic. I'm not a fan of like coming out like that. I think I oh think yeah, a little easy. But like Diablo was mentally ill. Like that was his problem. Is that he had a severe untreated mental illness, and 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 for that reason, he got thrown into an endless death loop forever. It's, it's like that's fucked up. That's like that, not okay. Oh yeah, no shit. Shit's fucked. Shit's fucked. Uh I will also say um characters uh characters that deserved worse. Uh Huey Emmerich uh, and um characters that deserved better. Otacon. 
all these yeah. bitches die on him. All his bitches die on him in front of him. He all can't get no pussy, In front dude. of him. He, his sister dies on him. Sniper Wolf dies on him. Naomi dies on him. Naomi makes the active choice to die on him in front of him. Shit sucks. She, she comes into his life, into his view. Where she is on a computer screen. And he is forced to watch. Because she comes onto his screen with a live feed so that she can die in front of him and so that he has to watch it happen. It's pretty, pretty fucked up. I, I, can I just say, and this is, this is not a hot take other than Venom Snake, because I think that Venom Snake, despite not being a character, is a really good character. Like, the, the concept of him is really great. Um, he doesn't have a characterization, but, like, the idea of that kind of character is amazing. But, uh, Huey Emmerich might be my favorite character in The Phantom Pain, because he is such a piece of shit rat bastard. Yes. He's amazing! He is so amazing, because he's the worst! They made the worst, like, and he's the worst in the most interesting way. He's he's not just a villain. He's a fucking coward and a scumbag and a sleazeball and a murderer. Like and and he is delusional. It's like he's such a great character in in a in a very controversial way. Oh but, yeah, he's he's great. Also, I yeah. um also like uh, uh I think my answer to the to the question though, because I I I one just popped in my head. And Miles, I don't think you're gonna know this one. Uh, but it's a character from Bakuman, uh, made You're by right. the manga and anime by uh, Death Death Note creators. Um, there's a character in Bakuman named Takuro Nakai, um, and he's introduced as a manga assistant in his like early in his like early to mid thirties uh, when he's introduced in the manga, um, and he's basically like he's the failure of the bunch. He's the one that never had a, a manga really take off, and throughout the entire like about two thirds way through the show, uh, through the show and through the manga, um, he leaves the city to go move back home just because of events that happen, and he just be kind of becomes a piece of shit, and he, and we never get a redemption arc. We never Damn. like that's one of the things we don't get with him, and it's one of those. It's just it is a. It is a purposeful stain on the story that, like, hey, man, some people just fucking fail out of this fucking industry and can't do it. Um, it's it's not, like, worded like that, but, like, that's the takeaway from the text. Um, and, he, and he's a character that, like, you, you kind of want to – you kind of want him to have his big moment. And he never does. That, that's, a, um, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's what we call a writer's bra moment, where a writer is such a writer and they're so in the world of being a writer that they kind of forget what real people are like and what they want and need to hear. Yeah. Um, also, um, green-haired guy sh – the, the entire team of Shutoku from Kuroko no Basket uh, deserved their salty, deserves their salty run back uh, with, with Seinen for the, for the tie. Um, so I'm, I'm actually going to – That's I'm gonna give my you other an, one. They deserve the their run back. I'm going to give you an odd one, okay? Please. Akari Akaza from Yuru Yuri. <laughs> Did they get fucked too hard or not fucked enough? They got fucked so hard for no good reason. Like, it's just, they didn't get fucked by life. They didn't get fucked by anything. They just get fucked by their friends and fucked by the show all the fucking time for no good reason. Because th that's comedy. And it's like, the fuck? 
This character did nothing wrong. She's like a sweet, nice person. And like ev- all of her friends are like, you're so sweet and so nice that you're boring and not interesting. And I don't know why anyone would think that you're the protagonist of this show. Satania also fits in this mold of characters that, that get fucked too much. I, I mean, here's the thing. that the, There are times in which she does it to herself. There are okay. times in, in there are times in which she she does something to herself, but she gets fucked way too often. You are absolutely right. Yeah, very fun. Aqua very... does not suffer enough. Aqua, yeah, Aqua needs to Aqua needs to be beat to shit more. I. I... <laughs> it's true, dude. She needs to get the shit kicked at her as often as humanly possible. She, I love she Aqua. Needs, She's such a she dumb get, fuck. She needs to get punched in the face, and and I love her for that. She, I love Aqua's one of my all time favorite characters. She's fucking fantastic. Yeah, she's great. Konosuba is amazing. Please watch that. Konosuba is a, a fucking excellent show. I think season two is like whatever, but season one is amazing. It's fucking excellent. Good shit. Great, great fucking question. I'm gonna take one from my DMs. This comes. This, okay. this comes. This comes from a uh, my good buddy Bryce, who I would love to have on the show one day. Maybe in the next ten episodes, we'll aim for that. He asked the question, "What hot take does each of us have that drives the other insane?" That's a good one. That's a good one. I, if you need to think about it, I have my answer. I have my answer too. Okay. Would you? Would you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? You go first, because I'm debating whether or not I agree with my own hot take. <laughs> my, the the hot take that just like, like I I just I cannot fathom, and I've walked with you on so many bridges, but I will not walk on the bridge that the rocks in the Shadow of the Colossus remake make it some god awful terrible game. It's not god awful and terrible. The world is just way less interesting now. But the not fucking so sheer much. cliffs. But the, yeah, sh- the this beautiful shit, sheer cliffs. This shit. This shit right here. The fuck Oh, the cliffs are too detailed. The they are. are it looks like Canada. Too detailed. It looks like Canada. You ever been to Canada, Sam? You ever been to fucking socialist land? The forbidden lands. Look, the, yeah, you ever been to the forbidden lands where healthcare is free? They, they look, they, they, the rocks are too detailed. They're too jagged, and it's it ruins just, the whole world. It ruins the it, entire and, and, game. And it's also the trees. It's also the trees. They make them like pine trees. They make them. They make them like needle pine trees and like these weird, like it. It looks like Canada. It's like maple trees and shit. The trees, like, the landscape in Shadow of the Colossus looks so, like, ancient and untouched and, like, Gaelic. It's, like, interesting. That's the take I can't stand. That's the take I, I It I, looks I like Canada! I, I just, sh- I just, dude, dude, dude I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. My hands are up. I disagree. I, the game looks good. The game looks fucking good. The game good. looks like I, Canada. I, I, if Shadow of the Colossus was made in 2018, if, if, if we live in a world where The Last Guardian didn't happen. Shadow of the Colossus came out instead. <laughs> Significantly worst world. It came out in 2018. The worst world I can fucking imagine. But if uh, that was the first time I saw it, I'd be like, yeah, it looks really cool. This game's got a cool world. 
But I wouldn't like it as much, because Shadow of the Colossus is the most fucking gorgeous game artistically that you'll ever fucking see. It's a fucking incredible game, and then the fucking rocks. The rocks! The fucking rocks in that game. So that's, like, uh, whatever. That's, that's your take that drives me up a wall. What take of mine drives you up a wall? This is this is hard. I actually could not think of one. You have a couple, but like I couldn't think of any. What are some choice ones? Some choice ones that drive me up a fucking wall. That's a good. Yeah, question. the ones that you were considering, they they might not be the one. Why? Well, because but... I misunderstood the question. I thought it was give give a take that would drive you up the wall specifically. Oh, not no, one that no. you have for me. Because yeah. my my take is that a shovel shovel knight is just at a seven and an eight, as opposed to like a ten. Oh, okay. That's that's my take, and I thought that would piss you off. Because I do love that game a lot, but I don't have the same reverence for it that you do. Yeah, that's 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 fair. I remember we, we, yeah. we chatted about that what, years and years ago when the game came out. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't want to shit on that game, ever. I, I think that game is lovely. I just don't like it as much as I, I want to, which happens yeah. a lot. It happens a lot. You also don't um, like side-scrollers as much as I do, so it's like completely understandable. No, definitely understandable. not. Definitely not. Um, th- that is a good... Yeah, what is a take that, that you have that I just fucking can't fucking stand? Ooh. Ooh, this is really hard. I actually don't think I can think of one. I mean, like, you like Ocarina of Time less than me. Like, that's fine. Like, that's not a Zelda big deal. Zelda 2 bubbles. Zelda 2 bubble grinding in the first dungeon. No, because, like, that's not a take. That's just something that you do that's stupid and sucks. <laughs> is dumb and you're an idiot <laughs> that's uh whatever Ooh, what it what i can't th- i actually can't think of one i might have to pass on this for now damn all right if you if, if one pops up in your brain shout it out it up. Yeah, until it up. although let's go back to twitter hit but another one of these uh that's let's take a question from another sam this is from at uh, at SamFXX. Uh, no, this is uh the other Sam in my group of Sam friends. This is Sam Atherton from Awkward Pod. Oh, Vanquish! That you hate Vanquish. Oh, okay. That one drives me crazy. Oh yeah, I think fucking Vanquish sucks. Yeah, uh, that one drives fucking me boring. fucking nuts. Yeah, I want to kill you. I want to kill you every time you bring up Vanquish. I want to fucking wring your fucking neck. Not a good game. Not a good fucking. You're a game. fucking. You're you're actually a brainlet. You're actually a brainlet if you think that. Fucking oops, all gray. Ooh, I just fucking pissed yeah, it, all yeah. gray. Yeah, it looks. It sucks visually, but like that's not what you play the fucking game for. It's almost like you have a problem with art style sometimes, Sam. It's almost like you have a problem occasionally with with how games look, and yet you you treat it like when I have a problem with that, when I have an issue. It's a fucking. It's a sin. It's a criminal act. Well. I I just I mean I just don't like the the general aesthetic of Vanquish and also I don't really like the gameplay that much. I don't think it's that 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 much fun. So you would agree, for example, if there were some ugly cliffs in a game, that it could be a problem. No, right? I I I mean, are, are there ugly cliffs in games sometimes? Yeah, is it enough to to completely destroy the whole entire experience for me? No. The uh, game is half aesthetic. Next question. Which anime character, which, I'm sorry, excuse me, which anime has the most fuckable non-human character? We need to set some, like, base rules of what we consider a 
non-human character in anime. I'm gonna I'm gonna rule Dragon Maid out immediately. I'm gonna rule it okay. out instantly because those are humanoid dragons. Those are humans. I'm gonna rule yes. them out instantly. I I'm going to uh, have you ever seen the furry chart where it's like this is ten percent. This is not a furry. This is like 15 or 30%. This is not a furry. And at 50%, that's where they draw the line. 50% is they have fur on like, you know, they have they have ears, they have fur on their arms, but still a human face and like human proportions in a human body, right? They don't have a snout yeah. or whatever the fuck it's called when you're a dog. They don't have one of those. They don't have a schnoz. Um, and they, they don't have a tail, like, or they do have a tail. I, I, basically, the point is they still have human proportions. Yes. You can kit you can kiss one. You can kiss one on the lips as opposed to on the schnoz. Now, what about any not now what about the girls from Monster Musume? Are they non-human characters? All of those are at the 50% mark which makes them non-human girls. Yes. Interesting. I got to be honest, I don't really I when this question was asked I'm like fuck, can I even name an anime that has like non-human characters that are like fucking hot i'm i'm gonna give you the harpy from interspecies reviewers i'm gonna throw that one out there okay because she's a she's a hottie for sure i don't know dude i can't fucking think of any i feel like such a poser right now all the anime, all all my all my anime, all my lack of anime experience is fucking coming out right now because I can't. Kind of whack, dude. Honestly, big cringe right now. Big cringe moment. Pretty pretty fucking cringe. All right, we'll just say the heartbeat from uh from from interspecies reviewer. I'm I'm gonna say the the most fuckable non-human is Kanamori from Keep Your Hands Off High So Ken. Since she is not a human, she is a golem. She's she's a stick stickman. I love Kanamori. She's the, she's the slender man. She's she's great. I love her. She's my capitalist she's, she's queen. A, she's the Slender Man. Slender Man's my my favorite, not most fuckable non-human character. Yeah, who's the most fuckable creepypasta character? Oh, oh, be... oh, uh, uh, the uh, the pup uh, puppet Link from Ben Drowned. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say Clockwork because she's just literally Clockwork is just Karumi from Data Live or Data Live. I think it is. It's good shit. Um, that's take another question from unbound soul do either of you have a quality of art standard when it comes to educational definitely not scandalous materials used for research such as the holy bible of theology <laughs> do i have a standard for that do we have a standard I... for for hentai is what they're what they're trying to ask i do okay i do okay and and this is my standard. This is my standard. Um, I call it. I I I haven't thought of this this name, but I'm I'm gonna call it. Uh, for now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it the um, the Aho Matrix. Just to give it a nice, decent, basic name. The Aho Matrix. Okay. Yes. So the Aho Matrix is directly correlated to the level of dumb, ignorant to how dumb they are. And smugness based on their lack of intelligence. And yes. these are the three matrices that have to align to create the perfect dumb character. And specifically in hentai, if their being dumb leads to them getting fucked, then they are not only a Kino pick on the Aho Matrix, 
but also it is the perfect aho hentai where the premise of the girl being stupid is the focal point so so the the yeah the the matrix is literally because i'm real picky about my dumb girls like we talk about chica and chica fails one thing which is the lack of self-awareness test true very true yeah she knows she knows that she's not that bright but she's very clever and she's observant Yes, which in some cases beats intelligence any day of the week. <laughs> Absolutely, because because Kaguya and and Shinonome are intelligent and they're fucking idiots. <laughs> or Shirogane, sorry, yeah, they're fucking morons. Great, great, great show. I really need to watch season two. I have no. Yeah, uh, I have. Is the art good? And does it preferably not feature any in inside shots? If you know, you know. Yeah. Inside shots or all the way through. Yes. Uh, if you know, you know. If it don't got any of that, I'm happy. I'm fucking thrilled, bro. I, I'm, I'm cruising. But I, I'm also just not that big. I'm just not a hot hentai connoisseur. I don't really read that. I don't really read it that much. I read um, a lot of hentai. Uh, so, yeah. So, my, my, of course, I have I have lower standards. Um, but very, yeah, you very have lower much. standards for cliffs, too. Yeah. Fucking parable parable all right i got i got my last question from please uh, actually no th this is not the last question there's a couple of, of questions great um we got two more but i there's one that i really liked it is not a question it is more of a of a topic so okay, they yeah, said i got a couple topics me, too yeah give me your best delivery of the worst video game dialogue the best delivery of the worst video game dialogue so i i want to start us off okay okay nice the princess to invite us to a ca uh, castle eh luigi i hope nice she may blocks no, us you fucked it up Wait, you fucked up the line? nice the for line? the princess to invite us over for a picnic eh luigi i hope she made lots okay. of spaghetti let me all right let me let me try again nice of the princess to invite us over for a picnic eh luigi i hope she made lots of spaghetti that's great that's phenomenal. Thank I you. love that. Um, what line do I want to do? What line do I want to do? Worst so, video about, game line. How about you give me one and I give you one, okay? Okay. So I, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you an eternal classic. I'm going to give you Resident Evil Barry Burton's Master of Unlocking. Oh, I, I, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to do. I'm going to do this one. Okay. Colonel, I have Emma Emmerich here. We've managed to avoid drowning. Good job. Now get her back to shell one. And I and I think we for 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 the fans, it's like it's like being in a nightmare you can't you wake, can't up, wake from. up from. <laughs> this is card for the five fans. door. I don't have card five. Uh, I do. <laughs> what if I told you there were twenty eight letters in the alphabet? How would you know? <laughs> fucking incredible. What a game. good fucking game, though. God, that's a brilliant fucking speech, but it's also memeable. Which is all of MGS5. Yeah. Or, also, or MGS2. All of MGS. Also, also, how could we forget the uh, great iconic classic gaming line? Sayonara, Shadow the Hedgehog. Peace out. Let's go back to the planet that is cool and as blue as me, baby. Oh, is the that from 
SA2. From Sonic Adventure 2, yes. Gotcha. Okay, okay, sure, sure. Um, hmm, what, what, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Oh, yeah, yeah. Feel the power of my magic! Richard! <laughs> if, we're, if we're doing Metal Wolf Chaos, I would do, Hello, hello, hello! And then, suck on my missile punch! I was thinking about Metal Wolf Chaos in the shower the other day, so I was thinking about some of these quotes. Oh, man. What a... Good game. Love, gotta love that video. Because it's literally just Armored cheese. Core, but funny. Yeah, yeah, kinda. Last question from uh, from Unbound Soul. We got a few more, but this is the, the last question they sent in. The last question Could from them, specifically. Or topic. Could both of you look up a Homestuck troll romance... <laughs> And describe who would be in each of your quadrants. IRL or fictional, but all quadrants have to be filled. Okay. How uh, do you so how how do I answer the question? <laughs> this is very specific, okay? This is very specific. So this seems to be Oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. I have to use a fucking dictionary. So we got two words I ain't never fucking heard of. One is consup consupiscent, which is not a word, or I spelled it wrong. Filled with sexual desire. All right, thanks, fucking Homestuck fans. I, I hope that you <laughs> go to hell for that one. Consentiliatory, which is intended or... No, that can't be right. No, that can't... C-O-N-C-I-L-I-A-T-R-O-Y. No, that's right. Intended or likely to placate or pacify. So I'm going to assume that that means one is purely for sex and the other one is that you love them. And then there's red romance and black romance. And I'm assuming that red romance is good romance and black romance is, is like toxic romance. Okay, so it's it's who do you like wholesomely, who you want to fuck, who you want to be in a good relationship with, who you want to be in a toxic relationship with? Yes, this is a great question. But I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say anyways. I'm gonna tell you to go fucking die, Homestuck fandom, for making me use the dictionary to answer this fucking question. You fucks. So let me just let me start by saying uh, that. I don't know any characters from Homestuck, so I just typed in on Google best Homestuck characters, and I'm just going to pick them at random. No, I, I think this has to be our own picks, right? Like, personal oh. picks? Oh! Oh! Now, the question reads, could both of you... Oh, wait, hold on. Homestuck troll romance and describe... Oh. We, oh. Oh, so we don't need to use Homestuck characters to fill the quadrant. No, we, we fill it with our own characters. Oh, okay, okay. I want to fuck Aqua. Obviously. I want to be in a wholesome, positive relationship with Moogie. I want to be... Ooh, who do I want to be in a toxic relationship with? And what what was the other one we're missing? Uh, who do you want to be in a... In a uh, so it's Black Romance. I think that would probably be like like either friends with benefits or like a, a purely sexual like you have no feelings for the other person they're just a good fuck. Oh, okay, cool. I want I want to have friends with benefits 
uh, with Riza from Atelier Riza. Okay, good I, choice. I don't want like like Aqua is like a mist like Aqua is your motherfucking mistress. Like I love Aqua, right? I totally yeah. didn't say I wanted to. Beat you want to you want to see her. her again? Yeah, you, you want to see her again? Yeah, she's great. We're like, we're like Riza, just kind of chill out and in 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 hang out. And then who do I? And then toxic. Who do I want to be in a toxic relationship with? I want to be in a toxic relationship with the Junko, uh, from Rampa. Junko. Oh, I love Junko. All right, all right. That that's a good one. That's a good one. And I that help actually helps me figure out mine. Okay. Yeah. So I want to be in a nice, loving, romantic relationship, and I'm I'm not gonna do the obvious ones. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and surprise some people. Ooh. Okay. 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 All right, because it's like yeah, fucking just going pick Satania. Yeah, I am. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my my second pick. Ready? I want to be in a nice, loving relationship with one of my other favorite ahos, Callie from Splatoon Two, where she's 18. Ah, you can't fucking tell me that's not the lore. Ah. Fuck you. One of the OG Miles waifus, Callie. One of the one of the first ever Miles waifus, truly up there with Lore <laughs> from The Weekenders. I was twelve. Okay, dude, dude, no, is Lore is Lore in the is Lore in the quadrant graph? No, of course not. She's twelve or thirteen or whatever. No, I think I was younger than Lore when I had a crush on her. So oh, I'm really oh, I'm sure, I'm well. sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Callie is gonna be in the pink romance. Okay. In in the pale quadrant. Moiral Giants. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. So, and then in the Ashen Quadrant or Ospitice, Ospitice. Fuck you. Fuck Homestuck. I, I think I hate Homestuck now. Okay. I want to be in a toxic love relationship with Natsuki from Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh my god! Great pick, great pick. And honestly, know, any right? of those girls, any of those girls are prime pickings for a toxic relationship. Yeah, where where you're gonna fucking argue and you're gonna have some troubles, but you're gonna make it work. So in the flushed quadrant, aka Mater Mater Srit Ship, Mater Sprit Ship, friends with benefits. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, it's friends with fucking benefits. So you picked Aqua, which would have been my pick. So I'm gonna go. No, gonna my go... friends with benefits was Riza. Aqua's my black. No, woman. no, this, this is my characters. this is my mistress. Sorry, okay. this is my mistress. This is the flushed quadrant, aka Mater Smithship. Uh, okay, yeah. So I don't want to go with Aqua. I want to go with a different one from you. Um, so I am going to pick for a good long nice mistress oh by the way i just want to say zero two is actually fucking free for the toxic love or sex relationship Ooh, another great pick another great pick. absolutely a free one but i'm not that into zero two like she's like hot and i don't hate darling in the franks as much as the rest of the planet does uh i can't pick another danganronpa character i guess since i know what my caligness quadrant is aka kismasistitude <laughs> Which is the toxic sexual relationship. It's gotta be Miyu Iruma from Rampa 3, Killing Harmony. I want that crazy bitch to ride my fucking cock while she calls me a fucking loser. And I'm not even into that shit. She's just such a bad bitch. 
She is such a bad bitch. Her or bad girl from No More Heroes. Oh, bad girl is so such a fucking Miles pick. Oh yeah. So either either of those two, but I'm gonna go with Miyu Iruma since we know more about her, and she is such a powerful bad bitch. Yeah, I love her. I would also select Power from uh, oh from, from Chainsaw, Chainsaw Man. Man. Yeah, yeah, Power would be a uh, uh, good for toxic relationships. Yeah, it's all these toxic sexual relationships are like gross or, bitches. No, no, you know what's funny? Power works for either toxic relationship or the friends with benefits quadrant. You can yeah, do either or, because you don't want to be in a you don't you cannot have a positive relationship with power. A positive. Well, the other problem is that power. she doesn't fucking bathe, so you like can't be in a room with her for more than five minutes. Oh, man. this bitch smells so fucking bad. That was what what an incredible question. What an incredible. Question. But I, I I still have not necessarily picked my my oh. my other one. This uh my my uh. My my loving mistress relationship. And this is hard. This is actually really hard for me. I'm actually going to go with Breath of the Wild, Zelda. Ugh. Oh, damn. Because she's she so would be thick. a great She's so thick and she would be a great mistress, but I don't like her enough to want to be in a relationship with her. But like Or or have can, a friendship with her. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to have a friendship with her. She seems sweet. But like, specifically to be able to be like, dude, I'm fucking the princess. Like, that's based, dude. That's fucking based as shit. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Breath of the Wild Zelda, specifically Breath of the Wild Zelda, as my mistress relationship. What sorry, I, I, sorry, I meant my mater spitship. Phenomenal question. Phenomenal question. Wish, it did, wish we didn't have to use homestuck language to, to figure it out, but a great question. A great spin on Fuck, Mary Kill, I think, um, which we played earlier in the show. With companies. Yes. <laughs> two more. Two more. Oh, Francisca more. von Karma! For I'm putting Francisca what? von Karma in there. For what? For, for toxic romance. Okay. What are they from again? Uh, Ace Attorney. Oh, They're the, okay. the white-haired girl with the whip. God. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. A good. I'm a hyped good this fit. episode, dude. This has been great. Good fit. Yeah, no. This is this is fun as hell. I've been fucking uh, shouting this whole episode. <laughs> we got two more, two more audience suggested topics and/or questions. Let's start with this one, which comes from another one of my good friends. Told us just simply facial hair rants. Oh, this is a good one. I can actually complain about my fucking facial hair all fucking day. Same, same. I'll let you have the floor first. Dude, let me t- let me fucking tell you something. So I, I, I don't talk about it a lot on the crack house, but I do, I, occasionally I do suffer from, because I'm medicated for this. Uh, for those who don't know, I have bipolar disorder, which I guess I joked about in Booty Smile. Yeah. Um, but that's, that was true. That was not a meme. Um, I have bipolar disorder, which I medicated for, and I have, um, I have uh, moderate depression, which I'm also medicated for. I'm not like a train wreck disaster man anymore yeah. uh, because medication is wonderful. I don't give a shit. You should all, if you feel safe enough, be medicated. It's fucking amazing. It'll change your life. And I'm still speak more creative with the doctor. Yeah, speak with a doctor. <laughs> don't do street pills or anything like that. I'm, I'm just going to say because all my fucking stupid ass artist friends who suck fat cocks in their fucking mouths. They suck huge black dicks. My fucking... Shitty 
artist friends are, are out here like, if I'm on medication, I'm not going to be creative. No! I'm on medication. I'm more creative than you. So fucking, fucking take your fucking pills. Stop making this everyone else's fucking problem since you're uh, too much of a hack to go on medication. Fuck you. Anyways. <laughs> so. But. Every now and then, though, I still I still have a, 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 some mild depression. It happens. Which means that it's it's a little hard for me to get out of bed and do some things, you know? So I'll, I'll order food in instead of cooking my own food. You know, low effort, I can just eat it and call it a day, right? You know, I'll just be on the laptop or I'll play a game on my TV instead of getting up to my PC because that's, you know, I can just laze around in bed and just not do a whole lot. I won't do any writing. I won't do anything like that. Uh, but... It gets real bad if it goes on for strings of days, and I, I, because I shower, right? I, I, it's easy for me to shower. I enjoy showering, but I don't like shaving. Shaving's a pain in my fat fucking ass, and I'm not even that fat, but yeah. I'm not fat at all, but it's a fucking pain in my fucking huge ass, because I'm thick. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a huge ass. Dude, I got a fucking dump truck ass. Um, but, uh, so shaving sometimes takes a fucking lot of mental effort. And if I'm, like, having a couple days where I just, like, don't want to get out of bed that much, I gotta fucking decide. I gotta fucking decide if I'm gonna overcome, if I'm gonna get the willpower to get out of bed and shave my fucking face. Because my facial hair is so irritating that I actually enjoy things less. It gets on my nerves so much. I'm irritated so much that, like, my my mood will be affected. If I see a movie on a day where my facial hair is bothering me, I'm gonna hate the movie. Alright? Like, I, I, some, my facial hair grows around, like, the, 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 the pursed part of my lips. So if yeah. I'm trying to fucking eat, if I'm trying to fucking eat, my facial uh, hair will be like... you feel it, you feel it. You feel it on your lip. Oh, it's just gonna fucking fondle my fucking face like a Catholic priest, and I'm gonna fucking sit there, and, and I'm not gonna want to open my mouth as wide, so I'm not gonna enjoy my fucking food because I'm not munching on it as much. I'm like chewing it as little as possible. I'm swallowing it as whole as I can, so I don't have to open my the fucking mouth too much. So I don't have to move my flat my gums. You know, it's funny you're bringing up all these issues that you come into when you're when you're growing facial hair. Do you also have the issue of that the facial hair never amounts to anything substantial anyway? So it just yeah, pisses you exactly. off that it's growing in the fucking first place. Because that's my issue with facial hair is I would love, I would give everything to have a phenomenal great beard. Because beards do wonders in covering up my double chin that we all Your gizzard. have. Yeah, my gizzard. My fucking gizzard. I fucking hate my double chin so fucking much. And it's drastic gone down as I've lost weight, which has been good. But the yeah. only way to get rid of it, really, is to grow a fucking beard, which I can't fucking do. So I have to put up with all the pain of facial hair and having to deal with it. And I've just recently, and this is like a few weeks ago, I've just decided I'm done. Like, I'm actually done trying to grow facial hair. It's, it's done. Every couple days, I'm just going to use my electric razor and just get it off. Now, do you use a real razor or do you use an electric razor? I use a real razor because I'm not a bitch. 
But like the electric razor is is quicker. It is quicker. It's it, not it, only quicker. It's funny that I say that though, because like I don't take pride in using a regular razor because I get razor burn like fucking crazy because my it, skin oh, is super sensitive. Exactly. So like why why do why bother yourself with a real razor? Like to me to me personally, like you should be using a real razor if you have real facial hair. I fucking don't. Like I don't. Like I am trying to get it off my face. That's where I'm at right now. I don't fucking need a real razor. I'm just trying to just clean up shop. And I will say this one last thing on the razor talk, or not on the razor talk, but on the on the, the facial hair talk. The desire to shave has also been hurt by the fact that when I go outside, I have a fucking mask on, so nobody is gonna see my disgusting ass face with all this gross ass facial hair on it. Um, when I'm, like, out at work and stuff because I have a mask on the entire time. So it doesn't – so, like, I definitely let my, my facial hair try to grow out multiple, multiple times over the quarantine. And it just it, – it just will not fill in. It's very patchy. It just does not fill in where it needs to to be presentable or look remotely good. So I just have given up. I think facial hair is the fucking devil. I hate facial hair. I hate having it so fucking much. And it's funny because when I was 13, I was like, oh, boy, I really want to have a mustache. Because that means that I'm an adult if I have a mustache. And now I'm 24, going to be 25 in two months. Uh, in a month, actually. Yeah. And yeah. literally a month from today, we're both going to yeah. be older. Like, I'm now Now I'm a, a fucking 25-year-old man. I fucking wake up every day, and I, I look at the ceiling, and I go, fuck, my facial hair bothers me. I got to fucking shave. I got to deal with the fucking razor burn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking shave. It's going to look like I have acne, and everyone's going to be like, oh, do you have fucking acne? No, I just suck. My face just sucks, and I had to fucking shave my stupid fucking face today. Because when I woke up, I, I, I looked like I had fucking Scott Tennerman's pubic hair glued to my face. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you very much for that question, Anat. I appreciate you for, that, for, for requesting that rant, that topic of discussion. We got one more... And Miles, you're going to need to pull up a certain website for our final question. This comes from one of my good friends, uh, Billy, at RealBillyC on Twitter, to which he simply requested us to take the meme compass test. Okay. Wow, that this that was it? It's already over? This test sucked. Who the this fuck test gave us this sucked. question? This test is fucking terrible. This test Who is gave us this question? That's at RealBillyC. All right, at Real Billy C, you're not allowed to listen to the show ever again. World record holder of SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated on PS4, by the way. I really um, fucking hope that 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 someone beats your time. I'm gonna beat your time. I'm gonna fucking beat your time just so that I can rob everything of you since you robbed an hour of my fucking life on this shitty that's, test. All right, so so okay, we both got edgy. We both got dank edgy. We cut out the last 20 minutes of the interview. I've just made that executive decision right now. Uh, we cut out the last 20 minutes where we went through this fucking garbage, garbage meme test. The meme compass sucks and is really outdated and needs to be updated immediately um, because it, it, this shit's old and is not a accurate. It's like we took a political compass test from like 1940. It's like not half these questions aren't even relevant anymore. You know, half like all the memes we were shown are like. It, it, like, it's not even fair. It's all old shit. It needs to be updated. Yeah. Fucking terrible. Anyways, that's the end of the 50th episode of the show. Thank you so much for being with us and hanging out with us uh, every week uh, for one full year. This has been fun. 
looking yes, forward to continuing. Hopefully, we'll have another 50 episodes. I'd love it if we can hit episode 100. That'd be incredible. Maybe and, we'll uh, actually put some effort into episode 100. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we won't just fucking field content from uh, the people that listen. And maybe we'll come up with a I original I do just want idea. to say thank you all. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions. It's great to have some in, some enthusiasm and some uh, some some fucking topics. Uh, get get to know you and all all our friends. Been fantastic. We love doing this. We're gonna keep doing it. And uh, if you don't love this show, then you're not listening at episode fifty. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know why you're here. Why are we still here? No one cares. What are we doing? Anime thighs when she opened up so wide. I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight. I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties. She's only five. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide. I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight. I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties. She's only five. Hey, bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie. So I whip out my katana and I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama. Why you act like you retarded? Like, little bitch, I don't want drama. I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't want to. Hey, sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo. All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo. Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no show. Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime. With the bros, Salem though. with my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talk the shit, tell Ryuki on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime dick Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me Anime 